It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Carolina Panthers will look to ring in the new year with a victory down in Jacksonville. I'll provide my three keys to victory right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian and Council, where on Wednesday for one final time this regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions either at me or DM me to get those questions into me following the game against Jacksonville on Sunday, but starting in January, at least the second week of January, once we get to the offseason officially on Fridays throughout the entire offseason, I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, then at me or DM me to get those weekly Wednesday mailbag questions in, and then prepare to give me those mailbag questions on Friday. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Carolina Panthers will play one final game in 2023 before playing one final game this regular season in 2024 at home against Tampa Bay next Sunday. But they're heading down to Jacksonville to Duval to face off against a reeling Jags team. The Jags, four weeks ago, were playing on Monday Night Football against the Cincinnati Bengals, and had they won that game, they were going to be with the inside track for the number one seed in the AFC. But that was a month ago. They were 8-3. and three. Now heading into Sunday, they're 8-7. and seven. They've lost four straight games and somehow sit there at the top of the AFC South Division standings, although... 
Houston and Indianapolis are right there tied with them at eight and seven, but tiebreakers currently handing it to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a game you would think for the Jags, they must win if they're going to be a serious playoff team. Because if you're going to lose to the Carolina Panthers, I'm sorry, you're not a serious playoff team. Hello, Atlanta Falcons, not serious playoff team. The Carolina Panthers, Brian Burns already said it. They want to play spoiler. If the Panthers got to be home, they want to send someone else home as well. And that team could be the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday afternoon. So how can the Carolina Panthers do that? Well, I'll tell you right now by giving you my three keys to victory against the Jags on Sunday. Key number one, establish the run game. The Carolina Panthers had been doing that over the three weeks heading into the game against Green Bay last Sunday. In the first 11 games of the season, the Carolina Panthers weren't all that dedicated to the run, and we didn't really know what their identity was. And I still think right now that's still up in the air what exactly the identity is for the Carolina Panthers offense. Hopefully, fingers crossed, whoever gets hired here next year will be able to establish that identity, and I think that identity will likely be Bryce Young and what he's able to do in the pocket with his arm. But the first 11 games of the season, the Carolina Panthers ran the ball 37% of the time for an average of 93 yards per game, 3.8 yards per rush. Then the last three games heading into the game against Green Bay, they ran the ball 52% of the time for 155 yards on average per game and then 4.3 yards per rush. Last week, they got back to how they were doing things in the first 11 weeks of the season, whether it was Thomas Brown calling plays or Frank Wright calling plays. Panthers ran the ball on 39% of their plays last week for 96 yards, very close to the 93 yards average in those first 11 games, and then right on the mark, that 3.8 yards rush per rush last week compared to what they did first 11 games, 3.8 yards per rush. Now, the Jags, their rush defense is uh, pretty good. They're ranked 10th in the NFL in yards per attempt allowed at 4.0. Uh, they're 13th uh, ranked defense according to EPA expected points added. A fairly solid run defense. I wouldn't say it's the best in the league, of course, but it's a run defense where the Carolina Panthers, they could have a little bit of difficulty being able to get a push consistently up front. But I think looking at last week, Okay, yeah, Bryce Young threw for 312 yards. That's awesome. You love that. But I still don't want to be putting the entire game offensively on the rookie. I want to find a way to run the ball with Chuba Hubbard. I want them to find a way, not me, because I'm not going to be calling the plays. But I like the Panthers to find a way to run the ball effectively, consistently early on in the game with Chuba Hubbard. Maybe even sprinkle a little bit of Miles Sanders in there. You want the Raheem Blackshear. Why not? But get a run game going to take off some of the pressure off of your rookie. I understand Bryce looked great last week, but still, he needs a consistent run game to help him out. And I think the Panthers could have ran the ball better last week. And if they were in a situation where they weren't chasing, maybe they run the ball more. But being able to run the ball for 100 yards, I think this week would really help and go a long way uh, with this offense on Sunday afternoon. Number two, uh, the, the health status of Trevor Lawrence is up in the air. There was no press availability for Doug Peterson on Friday afternoon. I waited to record this until uh, it's 1.25. I'm recording this right now on Friday afternoon because I wanted to see whether Trevor Lawrence is going to play or not. But apparently the Gator Bowl is going on. Got Kentucky and Clemson uh, hanging out down there at Everbank Field, I believe is what it's called, where the Panthers will be playing on Sunday. So no availability for the Jags staff. Uh, but Lawrence did not play on or practice on Wednesday or on Thursday. And really the key, whether he plays or whether it's C.J. Beathard, the Carolina Panthers have to find a way to make him uncomfortable. And if Trevor Lawrence is starting, 
I can't imagine he's going to be comfortable at all. The last four weeks, Trevor Lawrence has dealt with a high ankle sprain in that loss against Cincinnati on Monday Night Football. He suffered a concussion and now has a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder. There is a decision to be made, according to Ian Rapport of the NFL Network uh, from Deg Peterson. Uh, the Car- the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars head coach uh, on whether Trevor Lawrence is going to play at all, whether it makes sense to play him considering the injury that he's dealing with. Are the Jags better off with C.J. Beathard playing or are they better off throwing out a very limited Trevor Lawrence? Either way, the Panthers, they got to find a way to get some pressure. The Jaguars have allowed quarterback pressures only 118 times a season. They've been pressured on 18.6% of the dropbacks quarterbacks have. The Jags' average pocket time is 2.2 seconds, which is only behind the Miami Dolphins. Now, interesting with this this stat, too, they are tied with the New York Jets. And this looks at the amount of time, of course, the quarterback gets rid of the football, but also the amount of time until the pocket breaks down. The Jets have a terrible offensive line, have given up a ton of pressures, but the Jags, that's not necessarily the case with them. It seems like they have a solid offensive line. Trevor Lawrence, he gets the ball quickly when he plays. If he's going to play, we'll see. So the Carolina Panthers got to find a way to get some pressure on Lawrence. And in the last four games, Trevor's not played well. He's only completing 60.9% of his passes. Uh, he has a 7-5 to touchdown interception ratio and 81.8 passer rating. He's been sacked 10 times. He's fumbled the top ball five times. Three lost fumbles. So that's eight turnovers over the last four weeks from Trevor Lawrence. The Carolina Panthers, they don't do a great job in getting sacks. They're last in the league, and they don't get much pressure at all. And a lot of that is they're always playing from behind so the team can just run the ball. They have to throw the ball a lot. Um, so not a lot of takeaways, not a lot of pressures, not a lot of sacks. Is it possible that this week that could change Panthers again or last in the NFL in pressure percentage at 16.7 uh, pressure or percent of time they're getting pressures on their opponent dropbacks? Uh, they're 12th in blitz percentage. So that means that maybe they'll blitz a little bit more. I think they got to find a way to manufacture some pressures in this game. They, uh, so the blitz percentage is uh, 29.4%. Of the time that they send blitzes, which again is 12th in the NFL. And they're 12th in ESPN's pass rush win rate. And Jacksonville is 30th in pass block win rate. Brian Burns is ranked 6th among edge rushers in ESPN's pass rush win rate. So they do have a player capable of doing it. Frankie Lube has also been able to do it as well from that off-ball linebacker spot. We saw him get a sack last week in that game against the Green Bay Packers. They got to find a way to manufacture some pressure, make Trevor Lawrence, who's already banged up, uh, uncomfortable, make CJ Beathard stepping in if he has to, uncomfortable. That's a way for the Carolina Panthers to win this game on Sunday. Uh, number three, the Carolina Panthers need to take advantage of a gettable Jag secondary. Jacksonville is in the bottom third of the NFL in yards per attempt and adjusted yards per attempt, according to Pro Football Reference. Uh, The Jags have the fourth worst passing defense in terms of yards per game allowed, 257.1 yards allowed per game, and they are eighth worst passer rating allowed as well, 92.0. They're the 22nd ranked passing defense, according to EPA. Expected points added. The Panthers, the last couple weeks of Bryce Young, have had some success as far as passing the football. We saw 312 yards passing last week. He completed 75% of his passes in that win against the Atlanta Falcons. Bryce Young's passer rating the past two weeks is combined 103.4, the best back-to-back passer rating for Bryce Young in his short career here with the Carolina Panthers. And in wins, Bryce Young's passer rating is a 99.2. So looking at that, Jack secondary, 
They've had their struggles. Bryce Young looks like he's taking that next step. Had his breakout last week. The Packers, they had their issues defensively. Had one of our listeners, Jake, pointed out that that could be the breakout game. Now looking out against Jacksonville. I know Josh Allen's out there on the edge. Has a ton of sacks this season. Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick last year. He has seven sacks with his name as well. That could be a concern, especially with the two tackles. Having been on the injury report this week, we'll get into that here momentarily. But I do think that this is another gettable secondary and that Bryce Young could have success throwing the football against Jacksonville Jaguars, and that could lead the Carolina Panthers to victory. So again, key number one, establish the run game, find a way to get some balance and have not have a ton of balance last week in that loss against the Packers. Didn't really need it, but it would have been nice to have. Uh, they need to make Trevor Lawrence or C.J. Beathard uncomfortable, whether it's Trevor playing or C.J. playing. You got to get those guys off their spot. And third, take advantage of a gettable Jacksonville Jaguars secondary. Let's see Bryce Young do it back-to-back weeks as far as throwing for 300-plus yards. That would be nice. Who will be out there on Sunday for the Carolina Panthers? I have an updated injury report for you as we already have a player listed out and a guy and a couple guys listed as questionable. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small business are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Carolina Panthers have been the walking wounded all season long as they added another name to injured reserve as Amari Barno's season is over here in 2023. And possibly his Carolina Panthers career is over as we'll see what the next coaching staff sees in him and what his role may be. But looking at a couple of players and position groups that are in doubt heading into Sunday, let's talk about the cornerback situation that appeared to be in flux until Friday afternoon. J.C. Horn, who missed 12 games earlier this season with a hamstring injury. He, I almost said foot. I kind of almost forget. He has had so many injuries so far in his career here in Carolina, but he did not practice on Wednesday and on Thursday with a toe injury, but was out there for Friday's walkthrough. He's been listed officially as questionable for Sunday, but Chris Tabor, the Carolina Panthers interim head coach, did feel confident that J.C. Horn would be out there on Sunday against Jacksonville. That's good. He's come back. He's played well. The last thing you want to see is him get injured, have to miss a game, maybe in the final two games of the season. J.C. Horn needs to prove that he can stay out there, be healthy, and be an effective player, which we know he is when he's out on the field. The problem is he's just not out on the field enough of the time. Dante Jackson, who has shown pretty well so far this season, at least as far as the health regard goes, uh, Dante Jackson had an ankle, was limited on Wednesday, but a full participant on Thursday and Friday, so he's good to go, not on the injury report as far as a game status listing heading into the weekend. But the Panthers will be down another corner as Troy Hill is still in the concussion protocol. Did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday and was 
listed as out on Friday. And may that mean we see Jeremy Chin on Sunday afternoon. Last week against Green Bay, Troy Hill played 46 snaps on defense. That was 70% of the snaps on defense. Last week, Jeremy Chin only played 12 snaps on defense, 26 snaps on special teams. Jeremy Chin has been turned into a core special teamer in this unit. And it's interesting, too, um, looking at the offseason and what ends up happening with the coaching staff. There is a great argument to be made that Ajero Vero should be back as a DC here in Carolina if he's not going to be head coach here or somewhere else. And I doubt he's going to be the head coach here in Carolina, but he may get an opportunity elsewhere in the league depending on what openings are out there and which jobs he is actually uh, interested in. But Brian Burns was quoted by Joe Person in an article from The Athletic earlier this week saying that he does not want to see the defense touched at all. He understands that some guys are going to have to leave just because of other opportunities. That just may be how things shake out. But he wants to see the defensive coaching staff remain in Carolina. If that coaching staff remains in Carolina, just seeing how his role has been so far this season or what his role has been this season, I don't expect Jeremy Chin to be back here in Carolina next year, especially when you consider that Troy Hill, a veteran player, over 30, played 46 snaps last week, against, last, week, last week against Green Bay, and Jeremy Chin only played 12 snaps last week against the Packers. So it looks like Horn, Dante Jackson, Shaquille Griffin, who was active over C.J. Henderson last week, and I think Henderson will probably be active this week after being a healthy scratch. Those should be the four corners available for the Carolina Panthers. Deshaun Jameson also available plus several practice squad guys, but Jamison is more of a um, special teams guy for the Carolina Panthers. Same as Jeremy Jett, apparently. Uh, The starting tackles, their status is also a little bit in question uh, earlier this week. On Wednesday, they both did not practice, that being Ike Aquanu, who did not practice because of a foot injury. Then Taylor Moten, he has the knee slash rest. That's been the case all season long with him for the most part, especially when season really got going. Uh, But Ike was limited. On Thursday, so was Moten. He was limited on Thursday. Icky, official game status is questionable. It appears that he's going to play. Not too concerned about that. And the whole Moten thing, as I mentioned, this has been the trend all year long. He'll rest on Wednesday. He has a knee. That is actually something that they have to list. Otherwise, they could lose draft picks or be fine, all that. But they have to deal. They have to list him up there as needing to rest. I mean, he gets a, it's a vet day for him on Wednesdays. Then on Thursday, he actually goes out there and he practices. Now, Ike Aquanu, completely different, but it looks like he should be good to go. The Panthers did add a new tackle to the roster. Ilm Manning from the University of Hawaii was signed off of the 49ers practice squad and placed on the Panthers' active roster on Thursday. And that's great for him to get an opportunity to be on an active roster, but it also kind of sucks for him to have to be signed away from the best team or one of the best teams in the NFL, a team that's likely going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So he's going to miss out uh, on the Super Bowl. Now that he's here in Carolina, potentially could miss out. So welcome to Carolina, Elm Manning, but also my condolences because that's kind of unfortunate. David Sharp is the other tackle on the active roster. Then there's Ricky Lee, the undrafted free agent out of – North Carolina A&T, who is also on the practice squad, who could potentially get called up at Ill Manning. They brought him on, and he's probably going to be inactive. Chris Tabor said on Friday that he did not believe that he was going to play, that he was going to be any sort of factor because, well, he just got here. Those are his words. He just got here, so don't expect too much. We saw with Gabe Jackson. It took him two, three weeks before he was even out there on the field, and still he hasn't even started a game. And speaking of Gabe Jackson, Joe Person of The Athletic asked – Chris Tabor, okay, 
We've seen back-to-back weeks in the second half. Nash Jensen, the undrafted free agent out of North Dakota State, he started, then been replaced by Gabe Jackson. Knowing that's happened back-to-back weeks, is Gabe Jackson going to be the starter at right guard? Chris Tabor not willing to say that will be the case. I would guess that would be the case, but I also felt like that would be the case last week. But now that it's happened twice in a row, maybe it's going to officially be Gabe Jackson there at right guard. That would make a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. We'll see. One final thing looking at the injury report as well. Running backs. Both the running backs here in Carolina were listed on the report. Now, two different situations. Chuba Hubbard, hamstring. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday, but back out there on Friday. No game status, which means he is good to go, which is great for the Panthers. Miles Sanders was listed with a toe. He was a full participant all week long, so there's no concern there. It looked like possibly he was going to be back in the lead running back role on Sunday against Jacksonville if Chuba would have been limited with that hamstring. And I still think that maybe with that having been an issue all week long for Chuba and him having to rest, that possibly there's a more even split on Sunday, of course, depending on how things play out. But Chuba Hubbard, he's good to go. Miles Sanders is good to go. Raheem Blackshear, of course, good to go. Notable, looking at the running backs, a lot of y'all have wondered, hey, Tariq Cohen, what could he potentially do for the Carolina Panthers? They say Tariq Cohen has not played since week three of the 2020 pandemic season. I don't think there should be any expectations at all for him. I've thought that from the very beginning. It's a great story. North Carolina native, played at A&T, had success in Chicago, awful injury that he had that he suffered down in Atlanta a couple years ago. Then he's working his way back, just pops his Achilles there on IG Live working out. You hated to see it. But coming back to Carolina, opportunity for him to be in the league with this coaching staff. Maybe it could be a play for next year if the coaching staff would remain. No idea what's now going to happen. I would guess that he's probably not going to be back. Just guessing. But we'll see what happens with Tariq Cohen. But he got an opportunity to be part of an NFL team. Then he had a hamstring, missed time. He's now off of injury reserve. Practice squad has a separate injury reserve, by the way. He's been out there practice throughout the week. Uh, maybe he gets an opportunity, but Chuba Hubbard's good to go. Seems like that won't be the case. And it's also those things where he just got back off the IR, hasn't been out there practicing. That's a lot to ask out of a player who is unlikely to play a big role anyways. But maybe Spencer Brown, who's also the other running back on the practice squad, maybe he gets an opportunity on Sunday. We will see. And and then the other guys that were listed uh, as questionable, Marquise Haynes, who's been dealing with back all all year long. That's going on still. And then Frankie Louvu. Quad also listed as questionable. If Haynes isn't playing, that means DJ Johnson probably going to be in an expanded role. We've seen that due to injury earlier this season. Did not get a ton of great results out of DJ Johnson. But the Panthers 2-13, and 13, DJ Johnson, someone that they drafted. What will his future be moving forward? If Gerald Vero's here, the guy who wanted him, maybe he's still a Carolina Panther. If it's a new coaching staff, which it's going to be, maybe if it's completely a new coaching staff, very up in the air what that would be uh, as far as his future here in Carolina for DJ Johnson. But I expect him to be able to step into a uh, bigger role on Sunday due to Marquise Haynes' injury and Amari Barno being placed on IR. So Bryce Young came out last week, and he finally showed us what we've all been waiting to see. Can he do it again against Jacksonville and ring in the new year with a W? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. 
Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order your tailgate gear on DoorDash and get ready to watch your team win. Love DoorDash, been hitting up a lot of local places recently. Minya Ramen, one of my favorite places in Charlotte. Love to go there, especially now it's cold outside. Yeah, semi-cold. You know, the weather's always weird in North Carolina. Hawthorne, love to get that. And in Yafo, some of my favorites here. Go check out some of your favorites on DoorDash. Get up to 50% off a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Sub to change. Terms apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject to change. Terms apply. As weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you're feeling bold and you're seeing the Jags have lost four straight games and the Panthers are starting to maybe put together sort of in a way are you willing it's only five dollars and if you win the panthers win 150 bucks in your pocket heading into the new year if betting's legal where you live if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now of course the nfl season playoffs teams are getting bids the browns my god are going to the playoffs so that's happening soon the college football playoff is on monday got the rose bowl got the sugar bowl i believe going on nba mental women's college basketball nhl that's your thing so many things going on the app is so easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over unders and more so visit vandal.com slash locked on and you know kick off the final two weeks of the nfl season vandal official partner of the nfl Let's close out today's show having a quick conversation about Bryce Young. Last week, when talking about Bryce, I looked back at the last time he was able to lead the Carolina Panthers on a game-winning drive. Go back to week eight against Houston, and a lot of people were thinking, okay, here we go. Panthers finally get a win. Thomas Brown is a play caller. Bryce Young gets that feel-good, that comeback win uh, as the last-minute drive. We did not see that from the previous quarterbacks. So great. Here we go. Second-half turnaround. But that was not the case. As Bryce Young came back the next week against Indianapolis in the Frank Reich revenge game, which did not turn out to be a revenge game at all, and threw not one but two pick sixes and just killed the team. That turned out to be the difference as the Carolina Panthers lost that game against the Colts by 14 points. So my hope was, all right, Atlanta, driving rainstorm, completed 75% of his passes, made some great throws on that last drive, got some help from his friends, especially DJ Chark, and the Panthers went down the, 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 went down the field around the clock, kicked the field goal, and won the game. Awesome. Positive momentum for Bryce Young. But the last time we saw it, as I mentioned, he threw two pick sixes. So what I needed to see against Green Bay was him to grow from week nine to week 16 and show that that was in the past. And boy, did he do it. Got off to a little bit of a bumpy start, got some pressures, looked not comfortable in the pocket, was overthrowing some balls to the outside, especially some throws that... You know Bryce Young is absolutely capable of making, just to not make them early on in the game. But then the Panthers' offensive line, what do you know? They started to protect Bryce Young. And Bryce Young started to feel comfortable, get in a rhythm, and control the game. 
and he was outstanding in the second half of the ball game last Sunday against Green Bay. 16 of 20, 179 yards, two touchdowns in the second half, a career-high 312 passing yards, 110 rating for Bryce Young in that game. I didn't even know if he had any turnover-worthy plays at all in that football game. He was outstanding throughout the contest. So now looking at it, all right, Bryce, you've got back-to-back weeks where you've had positive passer rating. I talked about it earlier in the show. The two combined weeks against Atlanta and Green Bay are the best combined weeks as far as passer rating for Bryce Young all season long with a 103.4. Can you do that? Back-to-back weeks now, having 250-plus yard passing and two touchdown with no interception kind of game. Because we have not seen it all season long. Bryce Young did not have a, a single game over 250 yards passing until Sunday against Green Bay. Now, I would love to see him go out there against a Jags secondary that I said is gettable and have a similar performance. And maybe not at the wait until the second half to really get cooking. I want to see the team go out and establish the run but have the mix of run and pass. Not necessarily be run only, pass only, but have a nice mix of run and pass on an opening drive, not opening game script, not first quarter, and then let's really get Bryce Young comfortable into the game and allow the offensive line also to get comfortable in, into the game because it took them a while last week and really it's taken them a while all season long to get into the game, have the Carolina Panthers in a position where that quarterback, whether it's been Bryce Young or Andy Dalton for that one game, to actually have an opportunity to be successful and distribute the football on time and accurately to the receivers who don't get the most separation in the league but have started to play better as far as just catching the football and making some plays. Not a lot of explosive plays still, not a ton of yards at that to catch, but still they've helped Bryce Young over the last couple weeks. I want to see Bryce Young put together back-to-back complete performances. I don't know if you want to say Atlanta's complete performance. The weather didn't allow him to, and maybe had there not been weather, we would have seen back-to-back from Bryce Young having big-time passing games uh, with the Atlanta game and the Green Bay game. But now the weather seems to be clear on Sunday against Jacksonville. Bryce Young has had a great game against Green Bay. I want to see that next step. The last quarter of the season – that's what I think a lot of us wanted to see. And I know I've talked about it here on the show. I absolutely wanted to see Bryce Young just be able to build some momentum heading into the offseason. And that would only help the Carolina Panthers in trying to find their next head coach. Because a big part of this is going to be, does that head coach or the candidates out there, because the head coach who comes here is going to have to believe in Bryce Young. He's, he's going to be a second-year player. He still has three more years left of his rookie deal. The owner, David Tepper, wanted Bryce Young to be the quarterback. So whoever comes here is going to have to believe in Bryce Young. But the candidates out there that we talk about, do they believe in Bryce Young? When they look at the final tape of the season, when they look at the Tampa game, they look at the Jacksonville game, they look at Green Bay and Atlanta, are they going to start to see the player that a lot of us hoped that we would see all year long and the player that moving forward can be the franchise in Carolina? So it's so important for Bryce Young to go out there and play well because it means that there could be more coaches around the league looking at that job here in Carolina and thinking, okay, that is an attractive option because of Bryce Young and that he can be the real deal, that he has what you need to be successful at the quarterback position in the NFL. What I need to see him do is do it again. Do what he did last Sunday against Green Bay, again on Sunday against Jacksonville, and again next week against Tampa Bay. Doesn't have to light up the world every single week, but it would be nice to wash away a lot of the muck the bat of the season with three straight outstanding passing performances by Bryce Young. So we'll see how that works out on Sunday against Jacksonville. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Pages podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. 
Hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Wednesday, for one final time during the regular season, I'll answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. Either at me or DM me to get those questions into me following the game on Sunday against Jacksonville. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Sunday afternoon following the win against Jacksonville Jaguars. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.